Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. In one word, if I had to describe Pink Saifu's gumbo, it would be family. I've never had gumbo once in my entire life, but I am aware of what it represents in Southern culture. It's a dish that is comprised of many different ingredients, which has no one true form, depending on who's cooking it and what cultures they are drawing from, it may vary. Additionally, it's often served in large gatherings and is generally a very economical form of food where it's quite cost-effective to feed a whole bunch of people, and it's often done so in a family setting. With that in mind, I have to say that it is a wonderfully fitting album title for what Pink Saifu has just served to us. Pink Saifu is a musical chameleon of sorts from Alabama, having made music that has dabbled in a variety of different musical styles, noise, punk, jazz rap, and many more. His profile has increased in status over the years, with big guest spots on Backwood Studios releases in particular that initially caught my attention, along with his solo work that has quickly propelled Saifu as a -a one-of-a-kind talent at the forefront of the underground. Last year's Negro was a noisy, abrasive punk album that was so in-your-face and uncompromising that I've only recently started to really like it and and really understand it. In 2020, he also released Fly Saifus, a collaborative jazzy rap album with Fly Anakin, which was among one of my favorites of the year. So I was super amped to hear what he had to say next on his new album, Gumbo. Attempting to classify Gumbo under a specific genre is a futile act that ultimately misses the point of this album entirely. You can honestly extend that to all of Saifu's music, but I think this album in particular, it needs to be said. As gumbo is a staple in Southern culture and a familial dish at its core, I feel as if Saifu was attempting to create his own version of what family means to him. Embracing the lush diversity of musical styles prominently found in the South, while focusing on themes related to family, while bringing along a whole gang of friends and people that I'm sure he considers family as well to collaborate on Gumbo. All in all, creating an album that has so many different perspectives and voices, just like one would have within their own family. This positions the album like a really wholesome family gathering that gives you a lot of perspective, gives you a sense of gratitude for what you do have in life versus focusing on what you don't. Just like a good quality conversation with a family member who genuinely loves you and wants you to be happy. I've never had gumbo, 
I'm not from the South. Yet, I feel so welcome into this musical oasis that Pink Saifu has created on this album. What's wild about my feelings on Gumbo is that it's kind of an album that I don't typically like. Yes, surely the individual parts of this are all things I love. You know, I love soul and jazz-infused hip-hop, thoughtful lyricism. I love all that. But more than most people, I really value cohesiveness, a sense of structure, and this album is all over the place. But somehow, Saifu made it all flow like water. Whether it be mixing choices, the transitions, skits, sequencing, he managed to have auto-tune melodic trap, vocal jazz, neo-soul, jazz rap, and noisy, rambunctious bangers all on the same album. And through it all, Saifu is as wavy and freeform as ever. On paper, this should be a mess. But Saifu really pulled off the impossible here with Gumbo, successfully fitting a square peg in a round hole countless times. The details found in tracks like Bussin, which have a distinct trap feel to it, or Roscoe, that is the most high-energy banger on this album, show how meticulously put together this album really was. Even on these tracks I just mentioned, Bussin still has a calming effect to it, and instead of Roscoe sounding super harsh and insanely loud, for instance, it still manages to fit in with the overall tranquil, soft nature of some of these other tracks on this album, simply because of how this track was mixed. It sounds worn in and intimate, instead of shrill and abrasive, like a track off of Negro, for example, would have sounded. It's this attention to detail that I find so critically important to this album, because these are precisely the elements that make a super hazy, laid-back, hour-long album somehow feel really engaging, really versatile, versus sounding overly drawn out or cluttered. It also doesn't hurt that there was the wise words of Big Rube, a southern staple on landmark southern hip-hop albums since the 90s, appeared multiple times on this album, setting the tone for specific tracks on this album, adding a certain weight to these lyrical themes related to kind of gratitude, family, spirituality, in a really dope way. Pink Saifu flexes his skills as a master curator and orchestrator of sound on Gumbo in a way I've never seen him do before. Mixing together so many different voices and sounds with such ease. He also expands on his usual sound palette to really great effect incorporating more elements of live jazz, something that I distinctly noticed was different also on Negro Deluxe, the expanded version of this album that saw Saifu really build a really grand and lavish live feel to a lot of those tracks that I was really impressed by. There's also a melodic intricacy on Gumbo that I can't seem to remember from a Pink Saifu album as well. There's beautiful jazz instrumentation on an absolute highlight in Skurd. There's delicate instrumental crescendos and melodies really neatly placed all over Smile that I found was so breathtaking 
another fantastic track, as well as the Call the Bros really groovy, Butcher Brown, Foisy produced track that absolutely shines. And the cherry on top to these songs is that they all appear one after another, showing so clearly what I was just discussing about how expertly sequenced this album was, putting the most instrumentally rich tracks all in one section of this album, making it flow really, really nicely. The instrumental detail is so impressive all throughout this album. The trap instrumentals are textured enough to give them a personality versus just sounding like just generic songs you'd hear on the radio. Back's subtle, soulful vocals was such a nice touch. On Doing Too Much, there are these odd, almost vaporwave type synths that come in, along with some pretty keys that really add a nice atmosphere. And generally speaking, a lot of these tracks have a lot of beat switches, many random, unexpected twists and turns that keep me on my toes, keep me engaged. Finally, the strong atmosphere on Gumbo made me realize something about Saifu's voice that I didn't previously notice, which is that his trademark rasp that is often overdubbed or layered into the background of these tracks and previous Saifu tracks as well, make it really sound like a full-on instrument at this point. It gives these tracks a smoked-out swag, a smoked-out mysticism almost, that we've all now come to know and love from Saifu. It's something that you simply can't get anywhere else. The only songs on Gumbo that really had any sort of thing I didn't fully love was the track Bravo that wasn't bad, just dove a bit deeper than I would have liked into a sound of syrupy, mellow trap that I'm not a massive fan of. But going back to my point about Gumbo and creating an album that represented all the varieties of different styles of music in the South, it definitely still fit. That being said, though, this song also still really was quite catchy. Like I did find it to be a quite a good version of this kind of sound. The same can be said for the first half of the voicemails, Uptown, that fit again on the album, but that one I particularly didn't care for at all. Definitely was a bit of a lull. But then a really, really nice, really nice beat switch that I found to be super dope that had a strange beat with a fat bass line, great odd synthetic drums, and a surprisingly dope vocal appearance from Lance Skywalker from TDE that I really, really enjoyed. Finally, on this album as a whole, a general comment I had for it all was mainly that I just would have liked if the guest appearances were just slightly scaled back, particularly on these trappy songs, because I actually really like how Saifu rides these kinds of beats because his wavy swag and arresting personality gives a different flavor to this kind of song that you don't usually get. And then just in general, I think Saifu, when he was rapping on this album, was at his A game. He was really, really sharp. And so I would have liked him to just rap a bit more on this album. But that's honestly a slight gripe because I cannot state again 
just how much this album should not work. Yet it does. It so impressively toes the line between giving you a really mellow vibe while also keeping you engaged, which is especially striking in contrast to the new laid-back Isaiah Rashad album that I also reviewed this week. It'll be out by the time this comes out, so you can check it out too. Episode 67. Gumbo really was an emphatic statement from Pink Saifu that shows he is so uncompromising artistically, showing that he can make truly whatever style of music that he chooses to do, whether it be punk, noise, trap, he can do whatever he wants. I believe he could master it because he really has built that kind of cachet in my mind. This is the most complete and impressive work from Saifu so far and represents one of the few times where I can honestly, unequivocally say that this album sounds like nothing else I've heard all year. And for that, I give it a low 8 on 10. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLCTV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at Rap Music Plug Pod. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice make sure you leave a review and rating on apple podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people you can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes so that's all for today talk to you soon peace